Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Now from the ESPN studios in New York City, this is Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. Plus, listen and watch on the ESPN app. Nothing but good, positive thoughts and feelings headed in the direction of the family of DeMar Hamlin and DeMar Hamlin himself as he hopefully is able to come back from just what was an incredibly scary situation last night in Cincinnati. It's Chris Carlin. It's Chris Canty. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app presented by Progressive Insurance. It is a much, much different show as we... Await news, we have uh, nothing new on his condition that would have come in the last little while or so. We'll get the very latest from Coley Harvey, uh, our reporter out there, in just a moment. Uh, Canty, we did have the NFL, uh, for those who were unaware within the last hour or so, saying that the game between the Bengals and the Bills will not be picked up this week, and they haven't made any decision on what's going to happen in the future, and they have uh, made sure to point out to all teams that mental health uh, professionals are going to be available to them. And I I have to tell you, um, you're the first person I thought of last night as this is unfolding because I can't imagine what is going through your mind, through through the minds of so many uh, men who have been in that situation before on the field to see that unfold the way it did something that barely anybody's been through before. Well, Carlin, it was the scariest moment that I've had since I've been a part of football. And that's saying a lot. I've had over 20 surgeries. I've been carted off in the ambulance before. I, I, I understand what those feelings are like, and I also understand what the family is dealing with. But, Carlin, I haven't seen anything to that degree. And I think that's why you saw the response, the reaction from the players on the field, the coaches on the field. Uh, I think it's important to highlight how quickly the medical staff responded, the athletic trainers, the first responders. I I thought they did a tremendous job in terms of diagnosing DeMar and then recognizing that they had to restart that young man's heart. They performed CPR. It was the defibrillator there. All of this equipment, this life-saving equipment and the techniques that they practiced were on hand to give this young man a chance to live while his life was in the balance. And so I think it's important to acknowledge that. But from an emotional standpoint, I was distraught. I couldn't sleep last night. My wife couldn't sleep last night because we were faced with our mortality. This was a game that I played for over 16 years at a high level, 11 years in the National Football League. And you instantly think about the young man and his family, and then your mind goes to a place where you say, that could have been me. And that was my reaction. And I, I just, it's tough, Carlin, to process all of that. And I thought the NFL did the right thing last night in suspending the game. That was the only outcome that they could have had. There was no way that they were going to resume play because you saw that the players were struggling in that moment to process it. And they're probably still struggling to process that. 
this is something that's going to elicit a lot of emotion from people that are in the sport, people that love the sport, and it's understandable because we're all human beings. And I thought the NFL did a great job last night of acknowledging the humanity of the men that compete and play this game. And it's what we all forget about. We're all guilty of it. The people who have been fans, people who have been commentators on it. Um, it is so easy to put that aside, especially when we openly criticize them all the time for doing the things that, frankly, none of us could ever have the physical capacity to do. Because it's easy to do. The view is always easiest for the cheap seats. Yep. But you forget that these are young men in many instances. And if you read the story of DeMar Hamlin, have been through a lot. Have been through a lot in their lives to get to this point. And it's so um, heartening to see people respond the way they have in the last 18 hours or so. And, Chris, two things we're not going to do today. We're not going to speculate. No. We're not going to speculate a, a damn thing on anything that's going on. You're only going to hear the facts as we know them, as they come to us. And we're not going to offer many opinions today because there's nothing to offer an opinion on. You know, we forget that these guys are human, and this is just has nothing to do with any sort of a sport or anything else other than this guy being okay. That's that's all we're hoping for right now. Let's let's hear some. Um, first of all, the very latest. This is from Coley Harvey, ESPN reporter, who is out in Cincinnati uh, covering this story. We won't have any major uh, updates for the first 24 hours after these events because doctors typically will sedate and cool patients in these moments in order to, to work on the brain function. They want to preserve the brain function. After that 24-hour period expires, that's when they'll begin to wake that person up and try to see what brain function they, they, they have. So typically speaking, when this is done the way that it should, the prognosis can be good is what I'm hearing from cardiologists who I've spoken to. That's, uh, that's the kinds of news that is promising. Again, we don't have that for certain. These are doctors who I've spoken to who are not actually seeing DeMar, who are not in this room right now. I want to make that clear, but it is at least news that we can take uh, as a grain of salt at this moment in time as we try to hear more and more promising updates on the status of this Bills player. So we don't know when that's coming. We Mm -hmm. have no idea when any kind of an update is coming, and all that we care about is that it's a a positive update. But then there is the side of trying to figure out exactly what we're potentially dealing with here. And you're going to hear from medical professionals in this morning on Get Up Dr. Jennifer Haith, a cardiologist at Columbia University, Columbia University, I I thought was absolutely outstanding uh, in explaining a lot of this situation in a very responsible way. And so here she is on what she is most concerned about medically here moving forward for DeMar Hamlin. I mean, really brain function. So the brain is exquisitely sensitive to uh, oxygen. And during uh, a cardiac arrest, obviously oxygen is not getting to the brain well. So urgent CPR can help provide that. 
Um, and then as soon as a breathing tube is put in, obviously they're going to be able to deliver oxygen well. Uh, so, in, you know, the, the next coming days will be about his brain, his end organs. They will probably focus on trying to regulate his temperature, his electrolytes, looking at his kidney function, his liver function. Some uh, institutions will cool patients who have had a cardiac arrest in order to drop the temperature and allow for better brain recovery. But the brain recovery can be slow. And, but sometimes we can be very surprised and it can be fast. So at this point, I think he's probably receiving excellent care, following all the guidelines, and hopefully he will have a swift recovery with uh, intact neurologic function. Really can't say enough, and you touched on it briefly, the response of the people on site to get out there and recognize the situation immediately. And, I mean, that hopefully was what was... Um, going to end up being what saved this young man's life, we hope. Yeah, and listening to Adam Schefter and Dan Guadagnino talk about the preparedness that NFL medical staffs go through during the offseason, during the preseason, to make sure that they have the appropriate response when an event like this happens to one of the players on the field. I think that speaks volumes to the NFL taking strides when it comes to the health and safety protocols. And so I know we said that we weren't going to have a lot of strong opinions today, but I do have a strong opinion about the NFL in a positive with that regard. It, it is tremendous the work that the athletic trainers did, the medical staff did, in getting to DeMar Hamlin on the field. I thought that the players were aware in that situation, creating a human shield so cameras couldn't see what was going on and giving DeMar that privacy in that moment where his life is in the balance. And and then, uh, you know, getting him off the field into the ambulance and to the hospital. And in the interim, making sure that they got his mom from the stands down to the bowels of the stadium where the ambulance was bef- so she could ride with him to the Level 1 Trauma Center. I thought from a logistics standpoint, all involved did a tremendous job, and they deserve our praise today uh, as we sit here and await more news from DeMar. But, Carlin, when I was watching the game, I didn't make much of the play where DeMar was hurt. I, yeah. I didn't. T. Higgins caught a pass. He he lowered his level to brace for being tackled. DeMar Hamlin did a great job of keeping his head away from the contact, and he got up, and then all of a sudden you see him stagger and fall back down. It was at that moment where I said, well, maybe this could be you know, a concussion or something yeah. of that nature. Um, but then when you hear that they had to perform CPR on this young man, that took us to a whole nother realm. And information at that point was scarce. People were being tight-lipped, and you can understand why, because we are talking about somebody's life. Um, but with every passing moment, when we didn't get more information, when we didn't get a report or an update on his health, my mind went to a dark place. And as a former player, I can tell you that when we step across those white lines, we are aware that there is a possibility that we might not walk off that field. But every player, every single player, Carlin, doesn't entertain the possibility that they could be that person that has to deal with something like DeMar did last night. Every player that makes it to the NFL defies the odds. I remember when I was a little kid in the gymnasiums in in elementary school and middle school, they had the signs that said, only one in 500,000 makes it to the pros. You better have something to fall back on. And in my mind, I'm saying, 
yeah, there's there's five hundred thousand people I could beat. I can get to you. I can get to the pros. I can get you know you just yeah. foolishly. And so you you think well you to, need that. You think to yourself, okay, I can defy the odds to make it here. And so for every player when they make it here, we understand that there's a remote possibility that you could have a life threatening injury on that football field. But you think you're the one that's going to defy the odds, and that's not going to touch you. And last night was a scary reminder that that is the gravity of the situation every time these guys step foot on a football field to compete. And, Carlin, it's hard to come to grips with that. It's hard. I'm still struggling with it, and I've been retired now for seven years. It's scary. Just to put yourself in that situation, to be a teammate of DeMar's and to actually to actually go through a day and not know if your teammate is going to be okay, if you're ever going to see him again, if you're ever going to talk to him again. That's tough. What his family is going through. He's a brother. He's a son. He's a friend. What what all of the people that love DeMar are going through right now, uh, Carlin, this is hard. This is as hard as yeah. it gets. And to see the overwhelming love and support that the fans, that the NFL community, that the football family have shown this young man and his family, it's 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 heartwarming. It really is. It represents the best of us in the scariest of times. It's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app presented by Progressive Insurance. We want you to be a part of Canty and Carlin Nation today uh, in a very special way because we want to hear about what you are feeling, what you were feeling when you saw this happen last night, watching this uh, unfold. The, You know, for me, um, the only thing I could really think back on is to uh, 2010, when uh, Eric Legrand went down. Um, Eric Legrand, for those who don't know, uh, played for Rutgers, and on a kickoff uh, in a game against Army at MetLife Stadium, um, kind of launched himself in to make a tackle, and uh, as a result, ended up breaking his neck, and he was paralyzed from the shoulders down. Eric's going to join us later on, but in terms of those uh, moments about what, this is like the the very same thing of of the parents coming down, the mother coming down, just there to watch her son do what he loves to do. And as you brilliantly put out, pointed out, defy the odds of the remarkable journey that he has been on to get to this position and to really celebrate that and to go from that all the way into um, just praying for his life at the end of it. If shame on us as sports fans, as as people that um, you know debate about it for a living, if we are not taking moments last night and understanding that this is what it's about, because I can only speak for me personally, right? Um. Eric was a guy I didn't know terribly well prior to the injury. But after the fact, I'm I'm only one of these people who is sitting up in the box or watching on television or anything. Mm -hmm. And we see the helmets, we see the pads, we don't see the person. And 
you go out of your way to learn more about these players as you can and understand what their stories are. And reading more about for DeMar Hamlin's story, for those who don't know, he's a young man from uh, just outside Pittsburgh in a very, very tough environment where he estimates that maybe a little bit more than half of people that he grew up with are dead, Mm. you know, just through uh, violence, senseless acts of violence. Uh, His father was in jail for dealing drugs, for trying to um, support his family. And, you know, you you read about everything that he came through to get to this point and how important it was for him to play at home in Pittsburgh when he could have gone anywhere and played. Quite literally, he had 48 offers to go play. And it paints more of a picture for those of us who forget so easily when you see, you know, these human missiles coming at one another that they actually are human. And I just, uh, it's so sad to me that that ends up being the case, that it's the moments like this that it takes for us to remember that. Yeah, players put their well-being on the line in order to entertain us, Carlin. That's the reality of the game of football. That's the nature of it. And every so often, we have these events that remind us that these are people and they're not robots. You had what happened to Eric Legrand. You had what happened way back when to Dennis Bird of the New York Jets. You had Corey Stringer pass away during training camp. In 2007, Kevin Everett, the tight end for the Buffalo Bills. You you, you know, Ryan Shazier, not too long ago on that very same field. Carlin, this season, Tua on that very same field. And now... We're talking about what's happening to DeMar Hamlin. It's scary when we have to face that as fans of the game. It's even scarier if you're a player. I I can't imagine what players for the Buffalo Bills are feeling right now with their brother still in Cincinnati and them awaiting word on his condition. And, Carlin, quite frankly, we know the guys from the Cincinnati Bengals were impacted too. Yeah. I mean, T. Higgins waited for his mom in the bowels of the stadium right outside of the locker room. He had to hug his mom, and he had to talk to his mom and be consoled by her after the game. T. Higgins and DeMar Hamlin have a relationship through Tyler Boyd. They worked Tyler Boyd's camp in Pittsburgh. And so for, you know, that play to happen and him to be on the other side of it is traumatic. And so I want to applaud the NFL for recognizing that that's going to affect the mental health of those players and by providing the resources that are necessary for these guys to cope with what's happening right now. I I don't even know that you can say that the healing process has started. This is so fresh, and guys are still trying to understand what's happened and what it means for DeMar, but what it also means for them and, you know, how they can put themselves in the mind state to go out there and do their jobs and, quite frankly, Carlin, to play a game that they love. Um, how can you get back to a place mentally where where you're healthy enough to do that? I think those are a lot. Those are a lot of the questions that are being asked right now, and players are trying to grapple with. But this is, um, this is as scary a situation as I've ever seen, as I've ever as I've ever experienced since I've been a part of football. What we're going to do today? It's obviously a different show. We are going to 
first of all, keep you updated on all of the news as we have it. We're going to talk to Jeremy Fowler, who is in Buffalo. That is coming up in just a few moments. We're going to talk to Jeff Darlington later in the show and uh, get perspective from Jeff on what he's been hearing uh, around the league about this as it unfolded, about talking to other players as this unfolded and get their thoughts. And, Chris, I mean, we were kicking this around this morning. We're going to talk to Eric Legrand a little bit later just from the other side of this, what those moments are like and what is is truly going through the mind of somebody that's going through that. So we've got a lot here, and you're going to hear some very eloquent things, including from Mike Tomlin coming up in just a bit, uh, who has known DeMar Hamlin for quite some time and opened up his news conference today talking about the, that young man. So once again, uh, the very latest is we don't have any new update on his condition other than we know that he is in critical condition uh, at the University of Cincinnati Medical Center, and he had cardiac arrest uh, on the field last night, and his his heart was uh, brought back and able to be restarted, but uh, doctors continue to monitor the situation with DeMar Hamlin. Everybody's heart, so to speak, was in their throat watching this, and we can do nothing but uh, keep you as updated as possible and certainly keep as many good thoughts for that young man as we can. It's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Now from the ESPN studios in New York City, this is Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. Plus, listen and watch on the ESPN app. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app. Throughout the day, we are covering the story. Damar Hamlin and the very latest from all aspects of this as he continues uh, to be in critical condition in a Cincinnati uh, Cincinnati hospital uh, right now. For the moment, we head to Buffalo to get the feel and the reaction uh, of the Bills organization as we speak. Our Jeremy Fowler is up there right now, and he joins us. Jeremy, of course, uh, ESPN senior NFL writer. Jeremy, first of all, we know you j- got there just a little while ago, but give us kind of an early sense of 
uh, what the tone is uh, around the Bills organization right now. Yeah, Chris, so it's a solemn day. You know, the Bills have been in the building today in their practice facility. They had a meeting around noon, uh, which is customary for a Tuesday. Uh, but this one was, was very different. You know, um, some people I've talked to with the Bills say they just want status updates on DeMar. They don't really care about anything else right now. And some of those details are a bit scarce. Um, although some are taking the approach that no news is good news. And, and really, there, there hasn't been a hard update since. Uh, late last night or when the Bills updated things this morning. So uh, that could be seen as a good thing. Uh, so we'll see. And then I just walked out of a prayer visual outside of the stadium, Highmark Stadium. Uh, about 150 Bills fans or so were out here. Uh, Jill Kelly, Jim Kelly's wife, was helping lead prayer for DeMar and his healing. And uh, that's right outside of the stadium in the team store. Jeremy, I know that all of the focus is on DeMar and his family, and rightfully so. I thought the NFL made the right decision in suspending the game last night and not you know, pushing out any plans to resume the game or, or try to definitively um, let fans know when or if there will be uh, a continuance of that game. But I, I do want to ask you this. Can you let us um, in on or give us any insight as to the determining factors uh, for the league in terms of trying to chart a path forward for the Bengals, the Bills, and the rest Bills. of the league uh, moving toward Week 18? Yeah, Chris, it's going to be uh, a tricky situation because it's hard to just go business as usual this week, but tomorrow's the big practice day. And so uh, right now, you know, the league believes that, uh, you know, everybody is going to kind of show up to work on Wednesday and try to, calculate business as usual in, in that regard um you know teams coaches players are have really been in contact with each other through this tragedy to try to figure out best practices to deal with you know the emotions that, that are going on in locker rooms right now um so you know week 18 is on as scheduled and the bills are going to focus on the patriots game not the Bengals game and i'm trying to figure out a clear path to make up that Bengals game you know i've talked to some people with the bills who would be surprised uh if you can make it up because there's not a clean way to do it um, one potential theory is you move the wild, you know, maybe move a wild card game or two back three days or you know midweek, just, just try to get in that Bengals game. But just there, there's no easy way to do it. You know, maybe you could use this, the extra Super Bowl week to move everything back, um, but that's pushing it as well. So no, no firm determination there yet. Jeremy Fowler, ESPN uh, NFL senior writer, joining Canty and Carlin. Jeremy is in Buffalo uh, with the Bills as we speak. Um, Jeremy, overall, when you have kind of reached out and spoken to people uh, throughout the course of the last 18 hours or so, um, what is the general sense about how the league handles the situation and, and now moving forward, just how difficult this is going to be to navigate, not from the scheduling perspective, but, you know, in trying to make sure that everybody knows that the priorities have been in line here, that the priority is DeMar Hamlin. Right. Well, anybody you talk to, they emphasize DeMar Hamlin, you know, whether it's from the players union, the NFL, the teams, um, you know, so that really is the focus. And, um, you know, it, it really depends on the, the individual player and the dynamic in the locker room as to how people are coping. But, you know, the, the league and the players union do have, uh, you know, resources in place for players to tap into uh, if they need to talk to somebody, you know, they're, they're, there's going to be, there's always a push for that, but there's going to be that extra push this week just to make sure everybody's doing okay. Um, 
you know, I, I talked to somebody with the bills and they just really couldn't even muster much more than a few sentences of just saying, Hey, like we just, you know, we hope there's positive momentum today and we're, we're we believe in the power of prayer and, and that's it. Like that's really where the, the whole team's at. So it is going to be hard to play a game. Um, I, I don't know exactly how they're going to do it, but they're, they're going to try to pull it off. Jeremy, can you walk us through the timeline in terms of when the injury took place and, and what the medical staff did uh, in, in their response in terms of being able to get DeMar stabilized into the hospital in Cincinnati? Well, it, it's, it sounds like, by all accounts, that they moved really quickly, and that really helped matters, you know. Um, with him, you know, the first responders really diagnosing the situation quickly, uh, making sure that he could uh, successfully uh, be given CPR, and uh, and to make sure that they can you know move him him off the field and get him to the hospital as quickly as possible. Uh, it sounds like all that went uh, pretty smoothly for the most part, and I think you know now uh, people that are involved in this directly or are just praying for Demar Hamlin hope that uh, if he is even even if critical, if he has been stabled somehow. Um, you know, where it's not as touch and go, then that's considered a positive, you know, and that even if there's not hard news today, then, um, you know, maybe that will lead to something better. So really it sounds like it was handled well from that standpoint. Really, you know, the, the bigger question was how long did it take to figure out that you shouldn't play the game or cancel the game? Um, it, it's sort of an uncharted situation, no matter how many injuries happen or, you know, I was there the night Ryan Shazier got hurt in Cincinnati years ago. Uh, and that was, you know, not a severe, but a similar situation in that, you know, he, there was a risk of paralysis and some of those things. And um, they played that night, you know, and I, I don't know if today if they do that, you know, it's just, it's, there's more awareness as the years go by. Jeremy, we appreciate it. And uh, obviously we'll be tuned in. You'll be keeping us updated uh, all day long as new parts of this story become, uh, become public, so to speak. Well, thanks again for popping on for a few. Hey, thanks guys. Appreciate it. Jeremy Fowler, ESPN NFL writer, and listen, there are going to be times today I'm just having trouble finding my words in yeah. and trying to exactly express what we are just hoping to see later, and that well, is any sort person. of positive development. Well, Carlin, you wouldn't be a person yeah. if you didn't struggle with this topic just because of the gravity of it. We're talking about a young man who was fighting for his life in a hospital in Cincinnati, and going into last night, wouldn't entertain the remote possibility that this could be his reality. That's where we're at right now. So if we didn't struggle with this on a day like today, then then you're not a person. So we we, we are allowed to emote. And that's the one thing that we want to hear from all of our listeners on. What are you feeling right now? How are you feeling right now based on what you saw last night? What was your reaction? Hit us up on the Canyon Carlin call in line, 888-729-3776. That is the ESPN uh, uh, Canty and Carlin Nation. Dr. Pepper, call in line 888-729-3776. I do want to read the statement from the family of DeMar Hamlin. Uh, this came just a little while ago. On behalf of our family, we want to express our sincere gratitude for the love and support shown to DeMar during this challenging time. We're deeply moved by the prayers, kind words, and donations from fans around the country. We also want to acknowledge the dedicated first responders and healthcare professionals at the University of Cincinnati Medical Center who have provided exceptional care to DeMar. We feel blessed to be part of the Buffalo Bills organization and have their support. We also want to thank Coach Taylor and the Bengals 
for everything they've done. Your generosity and compassion mean the world to us. Please, please keep DeMar in your prayers. We will release updates as soon as we have them. And when they're talking about the um, donations, they're talking about a toy drive that uh, DeMar Hamlin has done each of the last three years for underprivileged kids. And for those who were unaware, uh, what he did, la- uh, what happened last night is he was trying to raise $2,500 this past year, and it's now in excess of $4 million after last night. Amazing stuff. And the way people respond in situations like this, that it brings out the best. More as it becomes available, and we will hear from Steelers head coach Mike Tomlin on DeMar Hamlin, who has known DeMar since he was 12 years old. That's on the way next. It's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21-plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Now from the ESPN studios in New York City, this is Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. Plus, listen and watch on the ESPN app. It's a really personal thing for me, uh, being a Pittsburgher, and, and that young man being a Pittsburgher, I've known that guy probably since he was about 12. Um, just got a lot of respect and love for him as a human being, um, his commitment to the pursuit of his uh, goals and dreams of doing what it is he's doing right now which is playing in the NFL. That's Mike Tomlin, Steelers head coach. Uh, For those who are unaware, DeMar Hamlin is from outside Pittsburgh, McKees Rocks, Pennsylvania, and it's it's not the easiest place to grow up, and he has certainly been through more than his share on his road to the NFL, and uh, our constant positive thoughts and vibes are headed in his direction right now uh, as he is currently in critical condition uh, at a Cincinnati hospital. It's Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app, we are presented by Progressive Insurance. And uh, as we said earlier, we want you to be a part of Canty and Carlin Nation on the Dr. Pepper call-in line, especially today at 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776. ESPN Nation presented by Dr. Pepper. It ain't college football season without the delicious taste of an ice-cold Dr. Pepper, the one fans deserve. Let's hear from some of you as you processed and uh, reacted to what happened in real time last night. We'll start with Jeremy in Missouri up first on ESPN Radio. Jeremy, how are you? Uh, I'm doing okay. Uh, you know, I'm a diehard Buffalo Bills fan and have been my whole life. And I was watching the game with one of my uh, friends who's also a Bills fan. And I've got to be honest, my initial reaction, which is what I shared with my friend after the injury, was, you know, I hope, he, and this is before we knew the severity of it, it was that I hope he's okay, but, you know, maybe it might not be a bad thing because I thought he was kind of struggling. 
uh, as far as getting him out of the game. And then whenever they came back in the first break and you realize the severity of it, um, I felt awful. And seeing Ryan Clark after the game had been uh, suspended, talking about kind of the same thing, how we've been desensitized, desensitized and, you know, don't look at these players as human beings. I feel like there's a lot of truth in that. And uh, um, I felt horrible all night last night um, because, you know, the, these are human beings and we do take that for granted with, you know, football and betting and fantasy sports and just rooting for your team. And, um, you know, if there's any positive, you know, other than hopefully, you know, Mr. Hamlin coming out of this, okay, is that, you know, we can take this as a learning experience and hopefully change the way we view players and athletes. Jeremy, that that was well said, and and I would say don't feel bad because we all we all were in a tough place last night, you know, and we didn't realize the severity of it until you're talking about ABC cutting two successive commercial breaks. Yeah, I mean, Carlin, usually it takes one commercial break, and then they're able to get the athlete off the field and resume play. But when that didn't happen, and we started getting reports of them having to perform CPR to restart Demar's heart. That's when we realized this went to a place that very few of us, if any of us, have ever seen in the National Football League. It's a grim reality that a lot of football players face, and we've seen players at the lower level of sport deal um, with loss of life, but we've never seen it on this stage and in this manner, a primetime game. One of the games of the year, Carlin, because everybody was looking forward to it, given the stakes um, that were at play last night. And for that to happen, I think it just stopped all of us in our tracks and we realized there are things that are bigger than football. This young man's life is at risk right now. We don't need to be thinking about resuming the game. We need to be thinking about his health, his safety, his well-being, and that of his family. And for those who are unaware, the league in the last couple hours has announced that it it's not going to be resumed this week and they have not made a final decision uh, on exactly what they're going to do about that particular game. Let's continue on the phones with Sam in Arizona up next on ESPN Radio. Sam, what's up? Hey, I was in shock, uh, guys. Thanks for having us and thanks for letting us share. I just think everybody as a culture is, is feeling the, uh, you know, like one of the guys in the morning from ESPN was saying we all have basically embrace the risk of football, the, the sport we love, right? And that we all, it's America's sport. And then, you know, th- these players growing up dreaming of playing, but but then again, we see a player just dropping. I, I saw it live. So for a couple of hours, I was in shock. I had to call a few family members. You know, I, I was just trying to process, you know, things in my life, you know, that, that were just making sure that, um, you know, Mr. Hamlin was good. And that was my main concern, and I think everybody handled it well. People are praying all over the nation. Uh, I'm sure uh, uh, in, in the world, you know, everybody's concerned, and we just want the best for this young man. But moving forward as, 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 a, as a culture, I, I, what's the next step? What, what are we going to do? You know, what's the NFL going to do about these players and the safety? Again, first responders, you know, hands off to them, and we, you know, we love people. I think like that's that. the. I think though the, that's probably the next discussion, but it's not anything that's going to happen in short order because at the moment there's only one thing that we're thinking about, and that's Demar Hamlin. 